0: It's always a joy to come into your homes. We love you, and if you're ever in our area, please stop by and be a part of one of our services. I promise you, we'll make you feel right at home. But thanks so much for tuning in, and thank you again for coming out today. I like to start with something funny each week, and this is just a joke. Please don't be offended. (laughs) I heard about this blonde lady. (laughs) That's what gets me into trouble, but... This blonde lady was speeding down the freeway when she was pulled over by a female police officer who also happened to be blonde. The officer asked to see her driver's license. and The lady dug and dug through her purse, getting more and more agitated, and finally said to the officer, what does it look like? The officer said, it's just a little square that's got your picture on it. The lady found a mirror in her purse and saw herself in it and said, oh, and handed it to the officer. The officer looked at the mirror and saw herself and handed it back and said, you can go. I didn't realize you were a police officer. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up your Bible. I'm going to need a ride home today. (laughs) Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same in Jesus name God bless you I want to talk to you today about it's only a test we all face situations that are uncomfortable we're not getting our way we're dealing with the person that's hard to get along with we get caught by the train driving to work miss the morning appointment as much as we don't like it God allows uncomfortable situations when we're put under pressure It shows what we're made of. These tests bring to light impurities in our character that we need to deal with. Peter said to Jesus, I'll never deny you. I'm your best friend. I'll be loyal to the very end. Peter's heart was right. He had good intentions, but when he was put under pressure, it was a different story. He denied three times that he knew Christ. And it's not that God just wants us to be uncomfortable These tests are beneficial. They show us weaknesses in our character. Like Peter, areas that are keeping us from being our best. And if we'll be willing to make adjustments, improvements, let God refine us, then we'll pass the test. That's when promotion comes. The scripture says in 1 Peter, don't be amazed at the fiery ordeal that is taking place to test your quality. Notice the purpose of the trial is to test your character. Every traffic jam, every person that irritates you, every time you're tempted to worry, to be critical, to be jealous, to get discouraged. Those are not just random trials. That is God testing your quality. It's an opportunity for you to grow. In the difficult times, we show God what we're made of. Many people get stuck at the same level because they're not dealing with what God brings to light. The next time you get caught in traffic, instead of fighting against it, being all upset, try a different approach. Say, I realize this is only a test. This is an opportunity for me to come up higher. I'm going to keep my peace and just go with the flow. That's passing the test. When you go through a disappointment, something unfair happens. Instead of being discouraged living in self-pity. No, I realize this is only a test. I'm going to keep my joy. God's still on the throne. He's got something amazing in my future. That's passing the test. That's how God refines us. But so often, we try to pray away what God wants to use. God, I shouldn't have to put up with this grouchy boss. He's getting on my nerves. He irritates me. Have you ever thought God may have you there on purpose? to do a work in you, to test your quality. You may not like it, but that boss is an opportunity for you to grow. That boss is like sandpaper that can rub the rough edges off of you. God uses the people in our life, our spouse, our children, our friends, to show us areas we need to improve in. We pray, God, you got to change these children. They're about to drive me crazy. No, the key is to look inside and say, God, How can I change? Can I learn to be more patient, more understanding, more forgiving? Don't ever ask God to change somebody else without first asking God to change you. Well, Joel, my spouse knows how to push just the right buttons. He aggravates me. She gets me so upset. That may be true, but it's only a test. If you'll start ruling over your emotions, exercising self-control, before long, those buttons won't work anymore. They can push all they want. It doesn't affect you. They didn't change, but you changed. You let God refine you. What happened? Your quality came up higher. Every time you overlook an offense, you're passing the test. Every time you bite your tongue, when you feel like arguing, you're passing the test. When you let someone else be right, even though you know they're wrong, that's passing the test. When you do that, that's allowing God to make you and mold you into who He wants you to be. And I've learned God is more interested in changing me than He is in changing my circumstances. And yes, God will change the circumstances. God will change other people. But you have to look inside and say where can I come up higher? I know people, they're dealing with the same issues year after year. Arguing with their spouse over the same petty things getting upset every time they don't get their way Stressed out every time they get caught in traffic. They wonder God. When are you going to change this? When are you going to make it better? No, God is not going to remove it. He wants to do a work in you You've got to stay pliable. You've got to be willing to make adjustments Sometimes you'll even have to sow a radical seed of obedience That means you got to do the right thing when it's hard. It's hard to be kind to someone when they're being rude to you. It's hard to be happy for them when they got the promotion you wanted. It's hard to stay in peace when the traffic's slowing down and your plane leaves in 30 minutes. But when you sow a radical seed of obedience, you do the right thing when it's hard, you will reap a radical harvest. And any time we're going to go up higher, part of our flesh has to go down lower. We'll never see our character fully developed if we're getting our way all the time. The next time you find yourself in a situation that's uncomfortable, you don't like it, instead of fighting against it, have the attitude, I must need this or I wouldn't be here. See it as an opportunity to come up higher. Maybe all of your friends are getting married. You're still single. You haven't met anyone. That's a test. Have the attitude? No big deal. I'm not going to live discouraged. I know God is working behind the scenes and at the right time, He'll bring the perfect person into my life. Pass that test. Maybe you're standing with a group of friends and they start to talk bad about someone. Start to gossip. Understand, it's not a coincidence that you're there. You are there so you can show God your quality. You can prove to Him you're going to take the high road and not say something that could damage their reputation. Maybe the person they're talking about has done you wrong. You know some juicy information (laughs) could really make them look bad. In your mind, you can justify it. You can think of a thousand reasons why it would be okay. No, you've got to recognize that is a test. That's an opportunity for you to come up higher. If you will bite your tongue, cover the offense, Then you pass the test. That's what puts you in position for promotion. But if you give in, talk bad about them, fail the test, the good news is God doesn't write us off. He'll give you another opportunity. You'll get to take the test again. When you pass that test, not once, but again and again, every time you do, it'll get easier. That's God refining you. What happened? Your quality came up higher. Now, some of you are going to be tested before you get home today. (laughs) Driving out of the parking lot, the police officer is going to let 400 cars go in front of you. (laughs) Will you keep a good attitude and remember this is only a test? Or will you think, I don't care what that young minister says, I'm honking my horn. (laughs) You get home and you want to watch the ball game. You've been looking forward to it. The doorbell rings. It's the new family in the neighborhood they stop by to spend some time getting to know you. That's a test. Are you going to be friendly and invite them in? Are you going to tell them, we don't live here, we're just cleaning the carpets? (laughs) Pass that test. Most of the time, we are tested in the area of our greatest weakness. If you struggle with jealousy, don't be surprised if you see every person that has more than you. Your coworker that makes half of your income Will drive in in a brand new car. Your cousin will call and tell how they just won the lottery. You're going to take your family to Galveston for a few days just to get away. You're excited till your friend tells how she's going to Paris for a couple of weeks with her whole family. God will put you right in the middle of the fire, so to speak, to see what you're made of, to test your quality. Are you going to keep a good attitude, be happy for them? Or are you going to think, God, it's not fair. I work harder than they do. Come to church every Sunday. Why don't I get any of these good breaks? That pressure is bringing to light impurities that we need to deal with. It's not a coincidence the uncomfortable situations we find ourselves in. God puts us there on purpose so we can see the problem and hopefully deal with it. Now pay attention to the areas where you're being tested. In my life, I never liked waiting, but it seemed like the more impatient I was, the more I had to wait. Wouldn't have a choice. At the grocery store, if I was in a hurry, inevitably, I would get in the line with the slowest cashier. First day on the job. Man in front of me would have 23 items with no price on it. Get so frustrated. Seemed like the more impatient I was, the longer it would take Victoria to get dressed. If we were running late to church, little Alexandra wouldn't be able to find her shoes. The iron wouldn't work. Jonathan would spill something on his shirt on and on. I never saw that as a test. I saw that as the enemy trying to delay me. So I'd try to pray it away. Rebuke, resist. God, I need to get there on time. I'm the pastor of the church, God. And it's a big church, God. Lakewood Church. God, all these things are coming against me. God, you got to help me out. The more I prayed, the slower things went. (laughs) One day I realized what I'm telling you. That wasn't the enemy attacking me. That was God attacking my problem of being impatient. You can rebuke until your rebuker wears out. You can pray, bind, loose, sing, shout. Not going to do any good. God's interested in changing you. He's not going to leave you alone. That test is going to come again and again. The sooner you deal with it, The sooner you make adjustments, the better off you will be. Years ago, I was driving to church. It was a Tuesday morning. I had a very important meeting to attend. Back then, the drive was 30 minutes. I was running a little late, but I knew if I didn't hit any traffic, I could still make it on time. So I prayed that God would give me favor on the freeway. Quoted the scripture, God's going before me, making crooked places straight. I rebuked every slow driver out of my path. (laughs) Just the opposite happened. It was almost comical. There's a light leaving my neighborhood that in three years, I have never seen it red. It's always green. But that day, when I got to it, it turned red. I could not believe it. I just knew that was the enemy. Got on the freeway and took off, praying for discernment that God would show me which hill the police officer would be sitting over. I was doing fine. Still had time to make it. Then the traffic started to slow down. I started to pray even harder. God, you parted the Red Sea for Moses. You can part these cars for me. My prayer didn't work. My lane got slower, slower. Finally, it came to a complete stop. I was so frustrated. The lane next to me was still moving 10 or 15 miles an hour. put my blinker on, but nobody would let me over. I smiled. I waved. I blew kisses. I held up money. None of that worked. thought, these are the meanest people I've ever seen. (laughs) After the longest time, this little old lady slowed down, let me in that lane. I thought, thank you, Jesus. The moment I got in that lane, it stopped and my old lane started going. I realize now, that wasn't a coincidence. That was God allowing me to be in an uncomfortable situation so I could grow. It didn't happen overnight, but little by little, I let God refine me. Now, doesn't bother me anymore. I've learned to just be patient, go with the flow. Maybe some of you are doing what I did. You're trying to pray away the very thing that God wants you to deal with. The situation may not change, but when you change, it's not going to bother you anymore. I'd love to tell you that if you let God refine you, you deal with these impurities and all these things that annoy you, that irritate you, that they'll go away. But that's not reality. I still get stuck in traffic. Still get in the longest line at the grocery store. Our flights are still delayed. Now, it doesn't stress me. I don't get upset. I stay in peace. Why? My quality has improved. Because I worked with God and let Him make me and mold me, those tests have actually made me better. The next time you're tempted to be impatient, remind yourself, this is only a test. I'm going to stay in peace. I know God has directed my steps. When you're tempted to get your feelings hurt, somebody says something insensitive, remind yourself, this is only a test. I'm not going to get bitter. I know God is fighting my battles. You go through that disappointment. This is only a test. I know what's meant for my harm, God's going to use to my advantage. See it as a test. Show God what quality you are. Sometimes God will allow us to be in a situation where we're not getting any thanks any kind of appreciation At the office you're doing all the work, but not getting any credit in the nursery or at the hospital You've been volunteering for two years. Not one person has ever said. Thank you It's almost like people have gone out of their way to not express appreciation to not compliment you That is not a coincidence That is a test. God is wanting to teach us to trust Him in a greater way and to not rely on other people's approval. Don't get discouraged. Keep a good attitude knowing that God is using that to work something in you. He's growing you up, getting you prepared for greater things. When I first started ministering back in 1999, I was very insecure. Never done this before. And I relied so heavily on people's compliments. After the service, if enough people didn't tell me that was good and they enjoyed it, I'd get discouraged and wonder if I was even called to do this. In the first year or so, I had all kinds of compliments. I'd go home Sunday afternoon all fired up, ready for the next week. A year or two into it, got to the place where I wasn't getting the appreciation like I had before. I remember one Sunday in particular, I spoke the best message that I possibly could. Afterwards, I was just waiting for everybody to tell me how much they enjoyed it. But do you know, not one person said anything about it? Not even Victoria. And she always would compliment me. What am I saying? Sometimes, God will cause people in your life to not give you something so that you can grow up. I mean, Victoria's personality is very encouraging for her to not say something. It had to be God. Especially since my message was so good. (laughs) But one day I realized that was a test. That was God teaching me to not rely on what everybody thinks and not to just live to please people, but instead to be my best, knowing that He is pleased with me. I have a minister friend. He struggled in this same area. He just Lived by how many compliments he could get and how many people liked his message and one Sunday after the service He asked the man that sold his CDs in the back Did anybody buy a CD from this morning's message and he's hoping to get a good report and be encouraged the man said no pastor Nobody bought a CD of today's message, but one lady did return one from last week (laughs) We have to realize those are testing times If your spouse is not giving you compliments like they used to, that's a test. If you're doing the work and not getting the credit, it's a test. If people are overlooking you, take it all in stride and pass that test. That's God growing you up. It's easy to get a chip on our shoulder and think, nobody appreciates me. See if I do anything for you. No, keep the good attitude and say, God, I'm going to be my best each day unto you. If people don't give me credit, if they don't recognize it, that's alright. I know you'll give me everything that I need. See, God wants us to get our approval, our worth, our value from Him. That way, we're not dependent on other people. People will let you down. People will be too busy. People won't always be there when you need them. Really, no one person can keep you cheered up, keep you feeling good about yourself. Only God can. And we start off like babies where we need somebody to take care of us, somebody to encourage us when we're down, to make sure we feel loved, appreciated, valued, approved. That's all important. We need that for a season. But there will come a point where God will say, it's time to grow up. I want you to depend not on people but on me. And God will remove that crutch, so to speak. That person that's always keeping you cheered up. That friend that calls you all the time to compliment you and tell you how great you are. He will remove maybe not the person, but the encouragement, the compliments, the approval. Don't get mad at them. It's a test. God is saying I want you to look to me. I'm everything you need. I'm your encouragement. I'm your approval. I'm your validation. I'm your friend. I love you. I'm for you. I will never let you down. If God didn't remove the crutch, we would never grow up and become all he's created us to be. Our son, Jonathan is 17 years old now. When he was a little boy, I used to cut his food up for him and make sure that he'd brush his teeth. Every day before He'd go to first grade. He'd come into my room and say, Daddy, fix my hair like you fix yours. I'd get that gel and pull it back just right. (laughs) We told him morning, noon, and night how much we loved him, how proud we were of him, how he was going to do great things in life. And that's important. We should do that as parents. But now that he's 17, I don't cut his food up for him anymore. He won't let me touch his hair. He doesn't have to hear every 10 minutes how much we love Him, how much we're proud of Him for Him to still feel good about Himself. He's growing up. It's the same way with our Heavenly Father. We start off like little babies. God will make sure somebody's there to encourage us, somebody to tell us how loved and valuable and needed we are. There's a season where it seems like everything falls into place. Your prayers are getting answered left and right. A friend calls at just the right time. Gives you a word in due season. You open the Bible and read just what you need to hear. You know God is real. You've seen His hand again and again. And that's great for a season, but the truth is, it won't last forever. God won't let us stay babies. There'll be a point where God removes the pampering. If He didn't, It would hinder our growth. I could still be cutting Jonathan's food up for him, but that would be doing him a disservice. And If you're not getting what you used to, the approval from another person, your prayers don't get answered the first day like they did before. This may sound strange, but take that as a compliment. God is growing you up. He's maturing you. Getting you ready for the amazing future He has in store. The scripture talks about how as long as we remain a child, we'll never receive our inheritance. We'll never reach our full potential. But as you grow up, as you let God make you and mold you, then those seeds of greatness God's placed on the inside, they're going to take root and start to flourish. It's funny how when we first start off, how many times have we opened our Bible just randomly, closed our eyes and pointed to a scripture and there's something just what we needed to hear. Just spoke to us. You go a few years and start to grow up and open that Bible, randomly point, and it says, repent, you brood of vipers. (laughs) That's when you know you're growing up. Now pass the test. Learn to encourage yourself. Stay faithful, even though your prayers aren't being answered on your timetable. Don't rely on other people for their approval, their validation. Get up every morning and say, Father, I want to thank you that you approve me. You made me in your image. You breathed your life into me. You said I'm a masterpiece. I'm valuable. I'm approved. So God, I don't need other people's approval. I have your approval. The more we grow, the more we mature, the less and less dependent we become on what other people think or on what other people do or don't give us. We get it from our Heavenly Father. And some of you today are frustrated because a prayer is not being answered. Another person is not giving you the approval they used to. You kind of feel like that God has forgotten all about you. But it's just the opposite. God is closely watching you. This is a test of your quality. God wants to see what you're made of. This is not the time to get discouraged, it's not the time to think, what's the use? It's never going to change. I'm stuck here. No, it's only a test. This is the time more than ever to dig your heels in and sow a radical seed of obedience. Do the right thing in spite of what somebody is not giving you. Keep praying even though it feels like God went on vacation. Keep believing even though your mind is telling you it's never going to change. If you'll do that, you'll pass that test and you will see that radical harvest. That's what it says in James. When we pass the test, you will receive a victor's crown of life. Friends, there is a crown of victory waiting for you. The test you are in is not permanent. It's only for a season. You keep moving forward. Don't fight against everything that's hard. Let God make you and mold you. Work with God. Be willing to make adjustments make improvements. God's always giving us opportunities to come up higher. As you grow, as you mature, God is going to release the inheritance that He has laid up for you. It's like nothing you've seen before. God's going to release favor in a greater way. You're going to come into supernatural opportunities. Problems that have dogged you for years are going to suddenly turn around. Loved ones that wouldn't have anything to do with the Lord are going to suddenly come back home dreams you've been praying about are going to suddenly come to pass. Because you passed the test, God promises a crown of victory is waiting for you. That means victory in your health, victory in your finances, victory in your career, victory in relationships. I believe and declare victory is in your future in Jesus' name. If you receive it today, can you say amen?